0: Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages. I want to talk today about not being in SP mode. Okay, so you can turn to the person next to you and say, I'm not going to be in SP mode. Just say it. Just, just trust me. <laughs> I'm not going to be in SP mode. I was uh, spending time with Ethan, and he was playing a cricket match. So I'm just gonna, just you know, how many of you like cricket? Okay, you like cricket. Okay, so this sermon's all about cricket. Okay, so if you don't like cricket, sorry for you but uh, after this, maybe you'll like cricket. <laughs> and Ethan's busy playing a match, and he's a really good bowler. He's the opening bowler of his team, and he always gets wickets, and that's great, but he bats number 10. Okay, so that's any bowlers in the room, that's kind of what, what happens. Okay, it's, it's you, you're a great... So I said to Ethan, well, it doesn't have to be that way. If you don't want to bat 10, let's go practice. So, While number one, two, and three, and four are batting, I have Ethan padded up. I've got the ball. Now, I love bowling, so I can, like, zing it in. (laughs) And I've got Ethan there. And something happens when the ball comes at him. Now, the ball's really hard. Anyone in a cricket ball is really hard, and when it comes fast, so I notice that as the ball gets close to Ethan, he's getting out of the way. He's in self-protection mode. Ah. Okay, so he's in self-protection mode. And spending time and, and throwing the ball down, I, I realized he's batting 10 because coach sees self-protection. And the biggest difference between a really good batsman and a batsman that bats number 10 is a good batsman doesn't go into self-protection mode when he's at the wicket. You've got a hard ball in international level coming at you between 140 and 160 kilometers an hour. If you are in self-protection mode, you ain't going to bat. You've got to go out there and you've got to go do it. And so I, I looked at him and I said, you know, you, when the ball comes, instead of running away from the ball, now, if the ball's coming at your face, get out the way. But if the ball's at your legs, go forward. Get on the front foot every single time. Get your head above the ball. Get your head above what's coming. If it's coming at your legs, get your head above the ball. Glance it down to the side. You're going to have a great game. And what I had to say to him was, Trust me. Trust me. Okay, now, when I coached Michael's grade two team, it was their first ever hardball cricket game. So we go to the school in Centurion, and the first kid goes out, and he gets bowled in the hip. And he shouts out, ah, that hurts like hell. <laughs> <laughs> and I run over to now I'm the umpire. And I run over to him, and I'm like, buddy, cricket hurts. But now i told him what he wants to hear i said don't worry he won't bowl you there again <laughs> kids like okay fine no problem okay tears are gone next ball exactly the same spot <laughs> after the match i find out it's funny the village's son So so he's really getting it. (laughs) But I told Ethan, I said, if you can get it right, if you can get on the front foot, if you can get over the fear and you hit the ball, you're going to start to enjoy it. And fear is going to go away. You're going to start to have this confidence. Anyone felt confidence? Because you've put your foot on the front. You've got on the front foot. You've gotten over something that you're struggling with, something that you're fighting for. So that's why Paul wrote in Ephesians 6, he said, put on the armor of God so that you can resist the devil. So when you play cricket, you put on the armor. You've got some pads. You've got a helmet. You've got gloves. You've got things that protect all the soft places, And you go out there, not because you're in self-preservation mode, but because you're going to face it. And so Paul writes, he says, put on the armor of God so that you can resist the devil. I want you to see the devil as a fast bowler. (laughs) And he's sending things down. And he's sending things down at high speed and you have an option. You can either be in self-preservation mode, which means I'm not going to pitch up, or you're going to pitch up. And you're going to face it and you're going to get on the front foot and not be in self-preservation mode. Does it make sense? Now, Jesus says something in John 12. And in this context, it opened up to me in a whole new way. But in John 12, verse 25, Jesus says, Whoever loves his life will lose it. And whoever hates his life will gain it. Man, I hated that verse. Because now I'm like, but I love our house, and I love our family. I love what I do, and I love playing drums. Does that mean I've got to not love what I do? And I realize what Jesus is saying is, Whoever is in self preservation mode is not going to be a part of what God has for them. He's not going to experience life. Does that make sense? But whoever is willing to put his life out there and get on the front foot, he's going to experience life. Someone say that's a good word. Okay, let's go to Romans 8. Oh, uh, love Romans 8. Romans 8, not verse 1. Romans 8 says, verse 5, For those who are according to the flesh and are controlled by its unholy desires... Set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. But those who are according to the Spirit and are controlled by the desires of the Spirit, say this with me, set their minds and seek those things which gratify the Holy Spirit. Just as you read that, I want you to picture it takes courage To set your mind on things of the Spirit. It takes courage to seek those things which gratify the Holy Spirit. Setting your mind and seeking the things of the Holy Spirit. Is about stepping up when the Lord needs you the most. And putting your best foot, your front foot forward. And stepping into it. There is a setting and there is a seeking. Because the enemy comes and he sends all kinds of things. And when we walk away from what God has called us because of what the enemy has thrown down our road, we no longer seek and set our minds on what the Holy Spirit has called us to. So turn to the person next to you again say, so I'm not going to be in SP mode. I'm going to set my mind, set, listen, set, it's it's a setting. It's a deciding to focus intensely on the Holy Spirit. There's been times where we've been through things, and I've needed to just set my mind on what the Holy Spirit is saying. Because if I don't, things are going to unravel. Doubt is going to creep in. Fear is going to take hold. If I don't set it, set it, and I don't put that foot forward and say, I'm going to go through this no matter what. I'm going to set and focus my mind and my heart on what the Holy Spirit is saying. Someone say amen. Now, the mind of the flesh, and this is, this is just a, I just want you to see the mind of the flesh. The mind of the flesh says, I know. <laughs> the, the, the mind of the flesh, it, it, it seeks the easiest route. It seeks the least painful route. And it's going, ouch, I'm going to preserve my life and I'm going to seek the route that is the easiest because I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to be sore. I don't want to face the challenge. Look, Paul wrote, he said, he said I run this race with perseverance. I, I do what I can to get there. And the mind of the flesh says, ah, I know, ouch. And it looks for fulfillment outside of, off the pitch, off the place where you're supposed to be. The mind of the flesh is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit. Listen to that. The mind of the flesh is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit. And I, I know in my life, I'm, I'm having to go to the Holy Spirit. I'm having to sit down and go, When I thought that, when I figured that out, when I was trying to figure out what to do, was this the Holy Spirit or was it something else? But the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and peace, now and forever. Matthew 6, Jesus says, seek first the kingdom. Say that with me. Seek first the kingdom. Then all these things will be added to you. And I see us as believers getting on the front foot, seeking first the kingdom. There is a seeking first the kingdom that enables everything else. There is... Seeking the kingdom which brings us our identity, it brings us our calling, it opens up our relationship with the Father, and it helps us get onto the front foot so that we don't have to be in self-preservation mode. Joshua and Caleb, were they in self-preservation mode when they came back from the promised land? No. The other spies, were they in self-preservation mode when they came back from the promised land? Were they on their front foot? Were they stepping out in faith, doing what the Holy Spirit had called them to? No. Now, I want to go to 2 Timothy 4. Can we go there? 2 Timothy 4 says... For the time is coming... Now, this scripture has been used and abused, and I'm going to tell you why now. I'm going to read it and then tell you. For the time is coming when people will not tolerate sound and wholesome instruction, but having ears itching for something pleasing and gratifying, they will gather themselves, one teacher after another, to a considerable number... Chosen to satisfy their own liking and to foster the errors they hold. Now, that scripture often gets quoted, and it gets quoted a lot on YouTube, by people attacking prosperity teachers, so to say. And they say, oh, these guys are preaching scriptures that tickle the ears of the people that are listening but the scripture is not about the preachers it's about the people listening the scripture is not about the preachers it's about the people listening some people do need to hear that they will be planted by streams of living waters and they will grow and their lives will prosper and other people do need to hear sell everything and give everything to the poor. But here's the challenge, church. If we're going to get onto the front foot, are we listening to the Holy Spirit? Or are we listening out for words that confirm what we want to hear, when we want to hear it? Now, In psychology, there's a There's a term called confirmation bias. And this, you can underline it in 2 Timothy 3. They search teachers chosen to satisfy their own liking. Just walk with me. This is Paul writing to Timothy in the New Testament. Covered in grace, church. And he's saying they walk around choosing teachers to satisfy their own like. You know what confirmation bias is? It's sticking to a belief, sticking to a decision that we make in self-preservation and then choosing to listen and believe one thing and ignore everything else that points to what the truth is. And it's not a new thing. Psychology is not the truth. Psychology is the observation of man, and most often the observation of man in a fallen state. Now Paul writes to Timothy. He says, "Some will, Some will be looking. And here's why I'm saying this today is, don't come to church. Don't listen to teachings hoping to yes something that'll just please you hoping to yes something that'll just confirm your values and beliefs sometimes getting out onto the pitch having to do what god wants us to do is to face all truth and receive all truth so that it can transform and refresh and change us we've been speaking in the last 3 weeks about Acknowledging that maybe I need a change, about being refreshed, about having a renewed mind. You can't have a renewed mind if you're going to hold on to a certain set of beliefs. And sometimes the Holy Spirit comes and he says, A plus B. And we don't have the option just to choose A. Obedience is difficult. Obedience required Abraham to walk away from his father's land, to walk away from everything that he had ever known. And if he was listening to God in a way that was, I'm only going to listen out for the things I like, then we wouldn't have Abraham as a father of faith. Now, some of us are going, but that's Abraham. (laughs) Glad for Abraham. You know, the Bible says that he will bless those who are obedient. He will bless their obedience even to the thousandth generation. Did you know that each person sitting in the room has the same potential? A thousand generations from now? I don't think you get it. Your life is not about just you. Your life is about what happens. The peace that follows you. If you're a speedboat on a lake, you leave a wake. That rhymes. should be a song. (laughs) You leave a legacy behind you. And the greatness of your legacy really depends on your ability to hear the Holy Spirit at all costs. To come on ready to do what God has called you to do. To get onto the front foot and face whatever comes your way. I think that's an encouraging word. I want you to just... Look outside of your personal life and your personal struggles and your personal challenges and look at the potential that God has. The potential that is in you to leave something that will follow you, that will come because of your obedience. Start to picture a nation transformed where God's peace is like Bread, where you can pick it on every tree. When you walk down every street, there are no more criminals. There's no more lying and cheating and corruption, and there's no more poverty and pain and all of these things that we experience that don't come from God, all of them lead to death and destruction and decay. And God calls us here to be empowered to bring that change through obedience. Through what the Holy Spirit is doing. And you taste the fruit of being there and and, and just... Being ready when God calls us, man, we're going to experience the joy of God's blessing. That's where peace is. That's where joy is. Joy is not in the absence of the challenge. It's in the flourishing in the challenge. That's where joy is. Ephesians 3, verse 17 to 19. Ephesians 3, 17 to 19. May Christ through your faith in your heart. Say, may Christ through my faith in my heart. <laughs> See, that's what faith is. Faith is stepping out. Faith is getting on the front foot. Faith always looks like that. Faith is never on the back foot. Faith is always on the front foot. May faith through Christ in your hearts. May, may you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love that you may have the power and be strong. Come on, this this. are you hearing the theme? <laughs> are you hearing that we need power and strength to apprehend and grasp with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth? Of His love, that you may really come to know the love of Christ. Which far surpasses mere knowledge. That you may be fitting through all your being, unto all. Sorry, that you may be filled through all of your being, unto all the fullness of God that you may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Two things there, that you may really come to know and that you may be fully like, filled with God himself. The first is, I said to Ethan, when you get on that front foot and you play that ball, you're going to start to enjoy being out there. That you may really come to know. Does that make sense? So number five and six and seven and eight go out and Ethan goes into bat. Stands on the pitch, gets forward, first ball, four runs. (laughs) True story, first first ball, four runs. His first four ever, and he's been playing for years. (laughs) We're driving home in the car, and he's got this little smile on his face. And I look, and he's like, <laughs> he says, "Daddy, I can't help until I balls were gone when I went for, He's playing the shot over. Anyone been there? <laughs> oh yeah, you play a good shot. You just keep playing it over and over and over." <laughs> I often think of how I bowl Justin around the legs, you know, like over and over and over again. (laughs) And I look at him, I said, you see, Daddy told you, when you get it right, you're going to enjoy it. And he goes, (laughs) wow. And he realizes what, you see, because standing there, he didn't believe me at first. But he had to experience it. And yeah, God says, through your faith, may you come so that you may really know it. You're not going to know it unless you stand in it. You're also going to have that stupid smile on your face when you drive home. (laughs) Because you've really come to know it. And I just, I sensed, and I've been in church long enough. I've preached long enough to see people come to church and not receive the Word, and not receive what God is doing, and not listen to the Holy Spirit. And years later, they're like, I don't understand. I'm like, God says, but you'll come to really know it if you stand in the faith. The saddest thing for me is to see people being in church for years And not know the love and the fullness of God. Not know how good it is to walk in faith. Get over your fears. Step up into faith. So that you can know the goodness of God. Take some time this week. Identify what it is that makes you go into self-preservation. What it is that makes you want to get your legs out the way. What is it in your life that, you, that you're going, God, I really struggle in this area? And, and you can be vulnerable with God. You can say, God, I, I really struggle with this. I really, really struggle to stand in faith, to stand firm, to, to press into what you have for me. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. And then trust Him on that front foot. You know what, you're going you're gonna to experience what it is. To knock it out the park. To walk in His fullness. To to live in His fullness. And, and that's the second part. God says you'll be filled with God. So often we get bold in the head, if I can say that. <laughs> Knocked between the eyes. When we're hoping that fullness comes from anywhere but from God. The enemy hits you between the eyes and you're like that's it, I'm done, I'm out of here. God says, you know what, if you seek me and your fullness comes from me, nothing, say nothing, nothing will separate you from his love. Nothing will take you out of that fullness, nothing, nothing. You might be sitting here going, but you don't know my story. Let me tell you, I know many stories. I might not know yours, but I know many stories. And there are many testimonies of people who haven't been knocked, who haven't fallen down. They've gotten back up, and they've pulled through because nothing separates them from God's love. Is that good? So let's stand on our front foot. Let's stand together. (laughs) Lord, I just want to thank you for our time together as a congregation. Thank you that when we gather together and we come together in this place, that you do meet our needs. You do speak to us and you do guide us. Lord, I pray, Lord, that this message will resonate in our hearts, will make us brave and courageous. You said to us specifically, be strong and be very, very courageous. So Lord, as a church, we say we are strong. And we say we will be courageous. Lord, we surrender our lives to you. Knowing that as we stand forward in faith, you will be with us every step of the way. David said even though I walk, walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear zero, no evil, because you are with me. So we choose to step forward, to take another step, to walk again, to move again. I pray for people in this room who've perhaps been afraid to step forward. Not being sure of the outcome. Lord we thank you for your word today. It says we will experience the faith. That is in our hearts because of you Jesus. And we will be filled fully. I pray for courageous moments. Courageous steps. A Christ like bravery. Bravery. And the ability to fix our eyes on your word and on your truth. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Uh, While Daniel was praying and even through the whole message, um, (laughs) I just, I I really, I can relate huge. You know, I don't know. It's, I was opening batsman. And, and, uh, and I knew how to go on the front foot. And then one day I went on the front foot and there was a rock um, in front of me. So the the ball would eat my pads. But when I went down, the ball hit the, the rock and it went up and it uh, hit me again next to the eye and it bled. And uh, I was off the field. And uh, like I said, you know, it's, if you're an opening batsman, the fastest guy bowling to you. So my technique was perfect or close to perfect. But, but, but there was something else that came that day that you know that wasn't part of the game. You know, I'd say. And then I just I was reminded of it, and I felt like I had to deal with the trauma because I did what the coach said. I did what was, was what that was right. You know, but I got still got hurt. Yes, and then this thing. Well, Daniel was speaking. I'm the whole time thinking of that thing, and I really felt these people yeah, in the church, you did the right thing, you know, you trusted God, you, you trusted God, you knew it was a word from Him, you went to that guy, or, you know, you, 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 you were bold, and then you got hurt, and I just want to say, you know, I want to encourage you, if you, you got hurt, but you did the right thing, and Keep doing it. Go on, if and get healing for that. You know, ask the Lord now. Who must I go talk to, or um, what must I surrender? You know, maybe you you got the self preservation going because you felt no, I'll play on the back foot rather. You know, but there's the um, yeah. So I just wanna almost I was I want to encourage you and say go again. You know Because I did I did it um, I got over it, I got into the practice nets again, and I let the Lord you know um, train me again, and then one day we played against against and no one wanted, wanted to open the batting and i said i 'll open the batting, and the guy that bowled was the number one bowler <laughs> and and this guy is he's so fast you open you know you, you put the bat down, and the ball is passed you know and it 's scary. I I wanted to redeem it. And the first ball he bowled, I went on the front foot and I hit the, you know, the ball hit my bat like it shaped, But it went past him so fast, he couldn't stop the ball and it was a fall, you know. And I remember, I still f- remember that feeling and I smiled all the way. And my whole team went like, wow, man. And I, I want that for you, you know. I want that for whatever it is, you know. If you felt... You're struggling with finances and you gave. And then you went deeper debt. I'll say, you know what, good for you. Because you trusted the Lord. You did the right thing. Um, you went to someone, you said you're sorry, and you said they, they went off on you further. I'm like, okay, but you did the right thing. So I want to encourage you with that word. And I say, you know, Holy Spirit, uh, release your courage, you know, over the, this congregation. But also you're the counselor, you're the healer. Holy Spirit, we need you. You know, not just that you're the spirit of truth and we trust you and we can trust you. (laughs) And where there's healing needed, Lord, I want to pray if there's mindsets that needs to surrender, you know, to your will. I just pray that your spirit will really infiltrate and break down those strongholds, those self-preservation, selfish, um, that seems to be good for you. You know, those fears that hide uh, behind, but I'm protecting you. I just want to say, we, we take away those veils of fear. And we say, Lord, let your light shine. <sighs> Amen.
0: If anyone wants prayer, you're welcome to come forward um, and just come. If, If that's you, come up. We just want to pray for that and just bless you in that, to step into that. Holy Spirit, will you seal what just took place in this room? Something took place. We see hearts. I just see hearts opening up. Hearts leaning into a trust, trusting relationship like never before. Hearts that for the first time are willing to lean into the Father's hand. And I ask, Lord, that you will continue to do that work in us. Seal that work in this room that's taken place in this room. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. If anyone wants prayer, you're welcome to the f- to come to the front. Our prayer team are also available to pray for you. Otherwise, grab a lacquer cup of coffee. Team Ronique is serving this week, so bless them as well. Bless you, God. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www. Bibleministry.co.za, where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages.